Welcome to the Good Work Leadership Podcast. We're your hosts, Laura and Jason Lowen. As a married couple with a combined 33 years of ministry experience, we want to walk with you on your journey of leadership with Christ-centered and relationally strong guidance. Having planted a new church, Union Flint, and being entrepreneurs, we want you and others to say good work as you think about the way you lead. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. We are passionate about helping you discover your own God-given abilities and steward them well. Pull up a seat and let's get cozy. And real. As we dive into leading well. Let's enter into that good work. Hey guys, uh, back here, another episode. So fun uh, to be able to just sit here, Laura, with you and yeah. uh, just be able to talk through a couple different things. So uh, this morning, as I was driving around, I was really just struck by the fact uh, just how incredible it is that, at least for you and I, and I think there's a lot of other leaders that listen to this that are in a similar place, that we get to like live out, like our lives get to be built around blessing other people. Like yeah. how stinking cool is that? <laughs> It's really crazy. I mean, yeah, we were just at Home Depot the other day. We were walking out and, you know, it was a weekday. It was mid-morning and I I remember just turning to you and saying, isn't it so crazy that most people, they're working eight to five Monday through Friday jobs. They're doing whatever they're doing, right? And we get to just bless people. And we get to think about what do our neighbors need? What does our community need? And and the freedom that comes with that, the joy that comes with that, it is wild. Like, I feel like being a pastor's family, but really trying to live out and lean into the calling that God has on our life, it is such a rewarding thing. It's obviously super challenging at times, but... I feel like when you focus on what's actually important, there's really so much freedom there is. in it all. Yeah, and as an evidence to that freedom, uh, I, I had to run a couple errands this morning, and I was driving past Donna's Donuts, mm-hmm. which if you're not familiar with Flint culture, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure most of you aren't, uh, in Flint, if you want like the best donuts you go to Donna's. You go to Donna's. Donuts. I mean, yes, you there's do. no other place you go. So we went Brist- Bristol Road. If mm-hmm. anyone's here, yeah. So uh, I said I was running around doing some errands, and I saw Donna's Donuts, and I just had this impression on my heart, like I should get Donna's Donuts for the Randall's Elementary School staff. It was God's will. I think it was, and you know, I uh, I've been actually serving there at Randall's as a noon hour supervisor, which is really just a fancy way of saying I help out at recess, um, but. But uh, that's the school that our church has chosen to invest heavily into that school. We have like an adopt-a-staff program and been doing that for a couple of years now. Uh, every now and again, I just get this sense that like we should do something. And what was cool is actually when I was in there, there was another guy. Uh, I'm not sure what church he was from, but he bought four dozen donuts for the staff at Rankin Elementary School. Oh my goodness. Which was super, super cool. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I came in there and bought uh, mm. you know, a couple dozen donuts for the Randall staff. Uh, and just awesome that like that gets to be part of our lives. Like yeah. we, we get to go buy donuts for, for, for staff and it's bless our neighbors. Really crazy. Yeah, it is. It is super cool. You know, and, and as I was, as I was processing through that and I was, you know, sending you a text message like, Hey, we should do a podcast about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of came to my mind was I, I think that there's a lot of leaders, a lot of pastors that 
spend their, you know, spend 20, 30, 40, 50 hours a week writing and prepping sermons. Mm -hmm. And and we certainly need to, as as pastors, we need to spend that time, like accurately handling God's word, like absolutely no doubt about it. But to spend all of our time, like in commentaries with our noses in books, Mm -hmm. like I think we're missing something. And I think what we're missing is the practically living it out. And so for me, I was like, man, like how cool is it that we don't just spend our time writing sermons, we spend our time living out these sermons. And then and then these these kinds of stories of, you know, running into other pastors, buying donuts, you know, or being able to, you know, to give these donuts to, uh, you know, the, the staff at the school and, and all the many other things that our church has given us the freedom to be able to do because of their generosity. Right. Uh, just how cool it is. And I, and I do believe that generosity inspires generosity. Absolutely. And, and we've seen that in some, some pretty pretty cool ways yeah I uh you know when I when I think about the traditional pastor model right I think two things come to mind I think one is usually preaching and the preparation for preaching and then the other might be counseling that the pastor is doing some counseling I know uh one time I was sitting in a in a hospital room with a family member and a family acquaintance came in, and uh, we we don't talk much at all. He doesn't know us much at all, uh, and and also not a believer. And uh, he he looked at me, and he he knows what we do. He knows you know that you're a pastor, and he was like, "So, uh, what does Jason do when it's not Sunday?" <laughs> and the way that he said it, it it was meant to sting. I think. Some people are genuinely curious. This was a not just curiosity. There was curiosity behind it too. I really believe that. But it was also like, so you're telling me that your church pays for your husband's salary for him to be there for an hour and preach a sermon? And so it was an interesting conversation though, talking to him about what we actually do as a pastor's family and he was actually interested that we didn't just that you didn't just prep for your sermons and I think so much is amiss like you said I mean you said like having your nose in books having your head and your nose in commentaries right I would even go as far as to say I really don't believe that God intended us to be sitting down reading the Bible all day Mm. Okay, now. Yeah, because think about it. Like, when you have read the Bible, what does it say? Go and make disciples. So I'm like, hmm. And and then even, like, the second half of that Great Commission, it's teaching them to obey, not teaching them to know. And then James, the brother of Jesus, is like, faith without works is dead. Yeah. And so it's like there's this theme all throughout Scripture from all various kinds of authors both old and new testament that that are like man like if especially for us as pastors if we don't live it out yeah then i mean one we won't have any stories and illustrations no um and and not that that's the reason to go and live it out no it's 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 just it's just a fact of the matter we gotta lead by example we do i mean and if you look at all of scripture all of scripture is active uh, Jesus himself was incredibly active, right? Miracles, healings, teaching, 
being with the people. You look at the Apostle Paul. You look at him going and planting churches and preaching. Paul was sure as heck not sitting down just, you know, in a little cave uh, looking through the scrolls of the Old Testament. Hey, if you are listening to this episode and it's been an encouragement to you, it's been a blessing to you, we would love it if you would just take a screenshot right now of this episode. Take a screenshot of your phone and would you tag us at Union Flint and would you put it on Instagram, Facebook if you don't have Instagram, but take us on Instagram. Let us know what you are learning and how God has been moving in your heart through this. Well, no, because you, I mean, he lived that life, right? I mean, he, sure. he the, right. the first half of his life was all devoted to, I mean, he literally had like the, the whole Old Testament memorized. Yes, as Saul. As Saul. Mm-hmm. It, well, and that was kind of what I'm thinking is like, I, I wonder how many of us as pastors who do uh, spend 30, 40, 50 hours a week, like nosing commentaries, reading books, studying, prepping, 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 like... How many of us then is our is our tendency as a result of that, as a result of the fact that there's no margin in our lives for actually living out what we're learning, right. and so all of our knowledge is theoretical. And how 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 quickly then does it move from being th- theoretical to then us walking in legalism about what we've learned? Absolutely. Um, and I think that I mean obviously God never intended for these Pharisees to be Pharisees as we know and have defined them. Like that role of like the pastor priest, which was their role in the Jewish community, like that was never intended to be what that became. And yet it did. To be what what they became. What they became. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, like I, I firmly believe that as pastors... Our primary calling is to be an example, kind of like yeah. what after Saul becomes Paul, and Paul says to Timothy and to, to you know the others that are coming after them, like, "Hey, follow me as I follow Christ." Yeah. And so that's kind of what what I view in a lot of ways. My role, our role as a family, mm-hmm. is okay. If like, what does it look like for us to bless our neighbors, mm-hmm. like our actual live next to us neighbors? Right. And so if we can. If we can set an example in the way that we interact with the people that live right next door to us, then that will hopefully serve as an example for the for the others in our church. Like for the last two years here in, in this community, we've done a block party in the summer. Mm-hmm. And now in just a couple of weeks, we have someone else from our church who's going to be doing a block party. Yeah. And not that the block party is in somehow anything like magical or you've arrived in the arena of blessing your neighbor or even super spiritual or even a spiritual really not no it's just a really fun way to get your neighbors together but you can use it to get to know your neighbors you can use it to love on your neighbors you can use it to tell them about jesus i think it's being i think it's being intentional and i think it's looking for the ordinary things that can be spiritual that can point people to Jesus that's that's what I mean by being spiritual yeah. you know you're looking for opportunities to point people to Jesus you're looking for opportunities to tell people about Jesus and I think there's obviously there's there's a dance there right like mm-hmm. we can't just be all action and never actually share the gospel out loud with words but of course if we are preaching the gospel and never showing our love then we're like that clanging gong that mm. clanging symbol you know and and we're gonna be annoying <laughs> real <laughs> real quick so let me ask you this so 
for the pastor or even just Christian who's listening and they're thinking, gosh, you know, I I really prioritize my time studying and just being inward and whatever. And you guys, I just want to say too, for the record, Jason and I are both introverted. Jason is arguably more introverted than I am. I think you, you really are. You don't have though. to argue that. I am. Yeah. So Jason is more introverted than I am. However, Jason is more <laughs> sacrificial and selfless than I am. And so Jason will put himself... I'll, I'll just let you take that. <laughs> I, will, I will. It's okay. It's good. These are facts. Uh, Jason will put himself in situations where he will be around people more, even though it drains him very quickly because he knows that's the way he needs to serve people. Um, okay, so the Christian that's listening and they're like... Ah, okay, I know I need to get in the game. I've been nosing the Bible, nosing my commentary, you know, in my house. How does someone look for opportunities? Where do they even start? Yeah, I, I mean, just in thinking through our our mission statement as a church, right? To bless your neighbor by following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you start. It's It's following Jesus. So first of all, to the pastor, to the Christian who is like, man, you're, you're in the Bible like all the time. Like, first of all, like in, in a lot of ways, that's great. The fact that you're in the Bible a ton, it's fantastic. So, so don't, don't necessarily lose all of your time in the Bible because of this conversation. You're like, great, I need to go like spend my every, every week. Yes, please, please read don't. your Bible every day, please. Yeah. But, but then what I would say is maybe add a few reflective questions where you directly ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight, to give you an answer of how you're supposed to live out what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think to qualify that with like, what neighbors should I bless today? Yeah. And then wait for an answer. And then as you interact with them or you see them or you're driving by their house, what should I do? Are you looking to be fed spiritually throughout the week? Uh, Our church, Union Flint, we meet uh, on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 Central. Uh, You can find us online at our Union Digital Campus at unionflint.com slash live. So look forward to seeing you Thursday. I don't want to be your guys' Holy Spirit, right? I make a horrible Holy Spirit. Yeah. I've tried. I make a really bad I'll, one. I'll, I'll amen that one. Yes. i tried a couple times. Absolutely. <laughs> but for example, God might tell you, go bring someone over dinner. More simply, it might be bake them banana bread. Heck, buy them banana bread. Doesn't matter if it's homemade or store-bought. No, it doesn't. So, so just on that note, yeah. uh, a year and a half ago... There was someone who we saw the moving trucks moving into our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, young family, two young kids. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, get them dinner. Yeah. Because obviously, like, I mean, we've moved more times than we care to count. Yeah. And, like, when we've had dinner provided for us on moving day, it makes things so much easier. Right. So I just went over to the store real quick to Little Caesars and grabbed a couple boxes of pizza. and. Right. I knocked on their door. Hey, saw you guys moving. Welcome to the neighborhood. Like, it, and it was, like, instant connection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can be the simplest of thing, and it doesn't have to be food, but like, isn't food the most common of love languages? Mm, pretty, so pretty universal. I feel like it's just it's just so awesome. And honestly, even if you bring over pizza, you bring over banana bread, and you find out they're allergic to gluten, you guys, it doesn't even matter because people just care. Like, or people people are just not, well. Hopefully, people care. I meant to say 
people are just thankful. They're just grateful that you care and yeah. that you care now, enough to Now, if you find out over. that they're allergic to gluten and you bring it <laughs> two or three times in a row. That's a different story. Yeah, that's a different. Then you haven't been paying attention and then they will start caring right. that you don't care. <laughs> so so those are just some, some kind of uh, practical things. I think obviously if you have you know, an elderly neighbor or a neighbor with physical limitations, I think, you know, you can easily go into just doing yard work or Mm -hmm. things like that, things for them around the house. Uh, You can certainly offer to do stuff like that for people who, um, you know, are physically able to do different things. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's for sure, there's tons of super practical things, you know, kind of just reminding ourselves of the question that you asked. Okay. Mm -hmm. So find myself reading the Bible and not doing anything about it, where do I start? So I would say that's where you start, yeah. is you you ask the Holy Spirit very directly, very specifically. He wants you to ask him specific questions. So ask him specifically, who should I bless today? Um, I think that, you know, especially if you have a family, um, or if you have a church family, hopefully you have both, um, but, you know, as, as an individual family, even if you're single, like, you can spend some time praying, like, hey, wh- what does this look like for me long term? Uh, as a family, like what does it look like for you and your family to bless your neighbors? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and depending on where you live and what your life circumstance is, that's going to look different. Maybe like for us, we live in like a subdivision, so we actually have physical neighbors. Maybe you're more in a rural setting where, you know, your neighbor is like a mile and a half away and you only ever see him when he's driving his combine, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but maybe for some of you, you're in a city and it's like, you know, apartment complexes everywhere. And so you do have neighbors, but the lifestyle is differently. So, so Figure out who your neighbor is and then, and then like ask the Lord, like, okay, for us as a family unit, like, what does that look like? Yeah. And hopefully you have a church family. If, if, if you can't answer that question for how your church is investing into your community, the, the neighbors collectively, corporately for your church, then I, I would encourage you to, to schedule time with your pastor mm-hmm. and ask him what that looks like. Um, there's probably a really solid answer. Maybe it's just, not known because it hasn't been talked about a lot. Maybe you joined the church right after they did a big campaign and we're, we're talking about that a ton and now they're taking a break. Uh, maybe your pastor and your church like doesn't do a whole lot of that and this might be kind of a good way for you to kind of step in and maybe be used by the Holy Spirit to spark those conversations and yeah. begin thinking through. And if your pastor is a good leader, which I would hope that, that they are, um, that your pastor might, might say, hey, like, could you maybe help us? Uh, you know, lean into how we corporately can bless our neighbors. So, you know, for our church, as I mentioned earlier, it's the it's the Carmen Ainsworth School District. Right now we're in one of the elementary schools and we're also in the middle school. And as our church grows, we're hoping to add in the rest of the school district. And, you know, as we kind of look to growing into having ministry into the city of Flint, you know, even looking into, okay, what does that look like in some of these individual specific communities and neighborhoods? So, um, yeah, I, I would say it's it's both following the Holy Spirit, but then also in following that the Holy Spirit personally, like having conversations with those around you mm-hmm. and, and talking about, okay, what does this look like? What's been tried before? Maybe if you know that some of your neighbors are Jesus followers, having them over for dinner and saying, hey, let's talk about how we can bring Jesus more front and center in our neighborhood. What, what do you think that might look like? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So uh, hopefully this conversation, maybe depending on your stage of life or what, you know, where God has you, I I hope that this has maybe sparked some ideas, some thoughts, maybe even some questions about how you are practically living out your faith. 
Uh, certainly, I would love to spend some time engaging with you in conversation and, and maybe talking a little bit more. Feel free to email me at jason.lowen, L-O-E-W-E-N, jason.lowen at unionflint.com. I'd love to connect with you and just help however I can. I hope you guys have an awesome day.